0: Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8... 88 on the internet. Wherever you are, you are joined by myself, Lawson, and my awesome co-host, my bikey co-host, Blair. Blair, the bikey. How are you doing this morning?
1: Good morning. Doing fantastically, Lawson. Yeah, I've never been called a bikey before, but you're you're
0: now a bikey. That's and that's so we're a gang, are we? A gang of two. Apparently, no. So (laughs) last weekend, I was down at Waitara Church in Sydney, and I was sharing in the afternoon for the young people really beautiful. I had an amazing time. But they were promoting it during the church. Now, now for those who don't know I used to be a professional motorcycle racer like and you know, I was you know, doing that and the lady introducing me and you can see a photo of me on the screen with my name and she hadn't been prepped for it and uh, you know it's a photo of me riding like a professional motorcycle with all my sponsors and everything and she's like oh we've got some bikey up here who's gotta be <laughs> sharing this I don't know what the deal with this picture and luckily one of the people organizing came up and explained That's everything awesome. but it was so funny she's calling me a bikey and it's like, <laughs> like I'm some gang member or something. Oh, man. It was, that's it was good. hilarious. Well, I, I call you a bikey because you now you get around on a motorcycle.
1: All right. Well, I'll roll with it. We're that's- a bikey gang.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, Blair, what are you grateful for this morning? I'm
1: grateful for family. I've got my family visiting oh, praise God. Uh, at the moment with um, my little daughter's cousins, and they're having a great little bit of fun at home. And it's mm. just great seeing family connect.
0: Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, it is really incredible. I have not been enjoying family because I've been house-sitting for my mom, so my family's away right now, but I'm looking after her little dog. Her little dog's name's Gigi, and it's like a poodle cross, and it's like... It's, it's like just got this weird temperamental attitude and it's taken four days for it to finally warm up to me and let me take it for a walk. You broke it's, in. It's finally, and you know, last night I was sitting at the computer doing some work, writing a sermon and it sat at my feet and I'm like, oh, finally, we're <laughs> friends now after days. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
1: It is, it has come time. For our first quiz. That's right. And, of course, this is the last five chances to get in the draw Mm. uh, because that's happening. Absolutely. So, here's the first quiz question. What was Aquila's profession? Mm. Aquila was in the Bible. What was the profession of Aquila? And if you think you know the answer, you can text it through to 0491 064 669, and you can go in the running to win the prize of the week, which is risen The book Risen by Clifford Goldstein, uh, looking at the resurrection Mm. of Jesus Christ, the significance of that. And we've, um, we love Clifford Goldstein. He's a great author. Huge fans. He's a great, it's a great book you want to get your hands on. And this is your last chance today to get it in because we're drawing it later today.
0: Absolutely. Now, by profession, we don't mean his profession of faith. Aquila was obviously Christian. Um, but we mean his job. And look, you might not know the answer. Just send anything in. This is your last opportunity. You might be like, he was an automotive mechanic. You definitely wasn't well, one of those. Wrong. That's, he's, he's, he's we'll, we'll, that's wrong. That's definitely wrong. But if, whatever, just whatever comes to your mind. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Send it in. It might be wrong, but guys, you, it might be right. This is your last opportunities to get in for the quiz. So again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We can. I can already see correct answers are coming through. No one said automotive mechanic yet, so praise God. No one said professional DJ or <laughs> anything. You can like, rule a few out, can't? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's right, or an airliner pilot rocket you know. technician <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not seeing any of those, hey, praise God, and uh yeah, again, that number zero four nine
1: one zero six four six six nine that is the number to text absolutely, and we have some great positive news to share today. There's, all, I love focusing on positive news. It's fantastic. Absolutely. And Lawson, we yesterday reported on the Youth Rush program yes. that's taking place in mm. Raymond Terrace and also mm. in Kempsey, mm. and we've got a group of about thirty young people out distributing life saving literature in the community, mm. getting out of their comfort zone and just doing what they can to. Share with Jesus with people. Yeah. And it's awesome. Absolutely. And we have we have some updated statistics. And you're going to share with us, Lawson, some of the numbers of books that have been getting out into the community over the last couple of days. Absolutely.
0: Now, so this is from the Raymond Terrace crew that I'm a part of. I don't have access to all the statistics, um, but I've got access to the Raymond Terrace crew, which is there's six of us. There's six of us out there in the community getting these books out. And some of these books, like when we look at books like Christ Object Lessons, Peace Above the Storm, great controversy, these are like life-changing books. These are books that are literally leading people to Jesus every day and throughout, you know, for the last 150 years. Plus, you know, we've got cookbooks and we've got health books as well. It's a very holistic thing too. But over the last uh over the last 2 days so we've had 76, we've got these things that are called mega books, which is like your, your big, you know, proper books that includes, you know, the cookbooks and whatnot. We've had 76 of them go out and it's the spiritual books too. And if I can break it down by numbers, excluding the cookbooks we've had, let's see, 1, 11, 22, 34. 5 we've had 35 like megabooks that uh or oh, maybe some more here 35 and then plus 24 as well so what what is that i'm not a mathematician 30, 30, 30 what is that 59 Um, 59 69 something like this Um, books that are spiritual based go out into the community that's in the like the full on proper mega books but then we've got these books called The Step Beyond which is a a shorter book it's it's our drop down so when people aren't interested in the bigger books um, we're like hey we've got this sample and people leave us with a donation of any amount and return that goes towards my scholarship and these books like I have one of these books on my bedside table like this Mm. is one of the first kind of non-bible books that I read when I became a Christian mm. um, it's this the title of it is steps beyond that's the one we're giving away to people but uh, the original title is steps to Christ and it's like one it's literally a book that just it's it, the
1: na- the the goal is in the title leads you towards Jesus so this is one of my all-time favorite books I almost read this maybe once a year once a year absolutely yeah. 94 of those have gone
0: out into the community wow 94 and again it's been two days there's six of us we've you know covered a few little territories and and we're probably getting in maybe four or five hours you know in the community four five six hours something like that in the community per day and yeah so all together I think it's, yeah, 76 mega books uh, with 94, you know, drop downs as well, uh, those books. And um, I've also got numbers here, the money numbers. I don't know if I want to disclose them as well. But people have been generously giving because, again, the perspective of this and what we're essentially doing is we leave books for donations in return, which, you know, they cover the cost of the book. They cover the program that's running and, you know, all of the administration stuff. But then they also go to the students that are out there doing Mm -hmm. it. It's like one of the best summer programs you could possibly do. Well, we're in winter right now. Best holiday programs. I'm in the middle of my, you know, uni uh, winter break. You know, all of the other students there, like school students and whatnot, they're in school holidays right now. And these guys are like getting a good chunk of money from going out there and doing God's work. That's awesome. It's
1: it's sick. You know, the other thing as well that I think is is great about having donations in return for the books is it places a bit of value on those books for the people that are getting them. So they're likely to read them and value them and and be blessed by them Mm. and once you start reading through those message books Mm. uh, your life will be changed
0: yeah what we understand about human psychology is that unless we pay for something we don't value it yeah things that are given to us for free no matter literally no matter how valuable they they, oh man I'm already seeing an illustration in my mind's eye you know God has given us salvation for free but to obtain it we exercise faith and belief in him which will lead to uh, you know, potentially the, you know, the losing of, of many things. It might cost us many things in life. And this is what Jesus says, you know, count the cost. Uh, you know, no builder starts to build a building without counting the cost first. And the, it, your relationship with Jesus might cost you things, but we just see more, more and more how valuable it is. But again, with these books people are giving money because then for us like like we could we like we have the resources to go out and we, we have all these boxes of books and we could just write it off an ex- as an expense and just go to every single house and just drop off a stack of books and go here take it and read it but we know that they won't read it mm. we know that it won't be valuable but it's also leading to really amazing interactions with these yes. people um, and pointing them down to the local church and it's really cool we're in Raymond Terrace too the guy Raymond Terrace mission there with it's like the church and the op shop combined the main street it was like oh have you seen our op shop on the main street they're like oh yeah I, I, I go there twice a week it's like oh that's amazing well you know they run I, I often tell people because we're working in some lowest socioeconomic areas as well I'm like hey every you know Saturday morning at you know 10 a.m., uh, nine a.m. They're doing a free breakfast there too. You should you should come down and and people are just great to hear that. I even met people yesterday who listened to Faith FM oh, that's as well. Awesome. And so Hello you know, if you're listening now. Yeah. We're so glad you're tuning yeah, in. Yeah, it's it's incredible. So people have just been really blessing us and but also it like it's been fantastic for all of us participants. We're like we're growing heaps in our faith, we're getting out there, learning skills, learning how to interact with people, but also people are being blessed and pointed towards and directed towards. God.
1: I mean, what fantastic news, right? This is just such positive news, and I I just I praise God for it. Mm. Um, And I'd love to see more young people get involved in this sort of thing, and that's what we're working on doing. Mm. Hey, one more positive news story, epic. Um, There, and when this headline caught my eye, I thought this was a bit strange at first, Mm. but hang with me here. A WA court has approved a young boy's request to adopt teddies. Oh. Teddy bears. Okay. That's right. Uh, I kid you not. Were, the Family Court of Western Australia approved a seven-year-old boy's request to formally adopt several teddy bears. Um, and when I first wow. heard this, I thought, wow, this is creepy. Um, <laughs> teddy bears are not people. Um
0: like, It's like, you know, like some people
1: call their, their dogs their kids and stuff like that. And that's going far enough. But this is like not even a living thing. Um, and I was like, wow, Okay uh but it turns out that what they've actually done is he wrote a letter in and they wrote back a fictitious not a, an actual court order but they wrote back to him saying um saying uh with a, even with a reference to a fictitious international teddy act of 1908 19- wow. a- and and they said uh you know using legal language um they said that his application had been approved and they ordered him to adopt the teddies and treat them lovingly and kindly and uh Aww. yeah so look people have jumped on social media and they've said um uh sometimes it's good to start my day with a happy cry thank you for sharing they've seen it they've said other people <laughs> saying humanity at its best um people are just loving this and yeah kind of cool
0: and and <laughs> what this child at a very young age has become a father well, ap- apparently
1: <laughs> now that's the creepy part. Yeah. But I,
0: <laughs> but I, I actually, I'm, I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. You know, start them young into instilling those values of responsible parenthood and whatnot. That's that's awesome, and you know, uplifting the nuclear family. Hey, <laughs> this, man.
1: this is fantastic. They need a mum in the mix. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the breakfast show. You're listening to the breakfast show podcast on Faith FM positively different.
1: And we are going to have our next quiz for today. Absolutely. And a reminder that this is your last opportunity to get in for the quiz. We're drawing it later today, so Mm. don't miss out. Use this as an opportunity to text in if you don't normally. Mm. And so the question here is, Solomon was visited by the Queen of where? Oh, wow. That's a nice one. Hey, So if you think you know the answer, Where uh, the Queen of where... Uh, who, that visited Solomon, mm-hmm. you can text it through to zero four nine one zero six four six six nine and go on the running to win our prize of the week, Risen by Clifford Goldstein. I've actually been to the where. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've hung out there. I'm not going to give any more
1: info. So if you want to get some clues, you can go on Lawson's Facebook page and <laughs> scroll through his uh, locations, perhaps. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's t- 2019.
1: If, you're really, if you really want to go so hard as to stalk me, <laughs>
0: Uh, 2019, you'll find some stuff there. But again, that question was Solomon was visited by the queen of where? If you know the answer, 0491 064 669. Speaking of Wares, just in some, some other good news. I shared this on Facebook recently and I was tempted to even make this my cover photo on Facebook because (laughs) news (laughs) came out. Uh, the premier of New South Wales, Chris Minns had shared that Newcastle had become the best Tourist destination in all of New South Wales. And I have never seen anything more vindicating, more correct in my entire life. Like I am the biggest, most patriotic Novocastrian. That's the, the word. It's, it, that's a Latin word describing people who are Newcastle locals and natives. I love Newcastle so much. And I'm like, Oh, yes, this is the best news ever that Newcastle is, you know, affirmed to be from the leader of the whole state is affirmed to be the best.
1: Yeah. Look, I saw you post that on social media (laughs) and I just, I just shook my head silently. (laughs) I just knew that's a classic Lawson move. You love Newcastle.
0: I I am out here. I'm actually shocked
1: though how like I thought Sydney was the greatest city. And like everyone talks about that being a tourist destination. (sighs) They've got like, I mean, the harbour bridge, they've got opera house. Yeah. What's Newcastle pulling over that? Um, beautiful nature, a great city, incredible vibes that, you know, it's, it, I will it, give you, I will give it less traffic. Yeah. Which is fantastic.
0: I think for me, I'm quite shocked because for me, I think t- Sydney is great to jump on the train and go down to and eat some good food and whatnot. But Newcastle is, in my opinion, one of the best places to live in all of Australia. It's like, it just rides the line perfectly of city, rural, country prices, everything. Like, it's really, it's got everything you could possibly want or need. Anyways, continuing on, uh, (laughs) we're sharing the gospel this morning (laughs) about Jesus Christ, not just just about Newcastle. Hey, I've got some news stories, and these are coming from court cases that are happening around the world, ongoing court cases, ones that we have touched on a little bit in the past, but are now seeing some resolutions, or are soon to see some resolutions. The first one here is coming out of the state of Colorado, where a woman there, a business owner named Laurie Smith, she runs a design agency called 303 Creative, has won a Supreme Court case which will protect her and other Christian businesses um, against prosecution if they refuse to promote anything that is, you know, ideologically LGBT or or anything like that. Now, an act had come out, it was called the Anti-Discrimination Act and it had come out that yeah uh sexual orientation and gender I- identity were now protected classes in this act now again when we think of say you know my sister she's a, a HR and when you look at the um fair work act here in australia like those those groups of people are protected classes it's like you can't discriminate based on gender orientation based on like there's a, there's a whole list of them you know um pregnancy status marital status like all of these different things a race you know, that you cannot discriminate on. But this was in regards to consumer demand. So, like, consumer demand and representation. So, for her, as a graphic designer, if someone had come to her and said, hey, make us a portfolio for our wedding, uh, you know, as a LGBT couple, and she said, oh, well, that's against, you know, this is, this is my company, my personal company, I'm a business owner, um, and this is an artistic thing, and that's against my personal Ideology and philosophy and beliefs She could be sued and prosecuted As a result of that Uh, Now this went through the Supreme Court And ultimately the Supreme Court decided That uh, she was Oh well before I get into the decision of the Supreme Court, she was supported uh, legally and financially by the, by the ADF, or the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is doing a lot of good work in the United States in these sorts of cases. But ultimately, the US Supreme Court, they decided in a 6-3 split in favor of Laurie Smith and in favor of, you know, um, essentially looking at hey you know in 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 this area of you know your relationship with your consumers and customers, you do have the right to make these kinds of Decisions. The official statement from the court, it was, "...as this court has long held the opportunity to think for yourselves and express those thoughts freely is among our most cherished liberties and a part of what keeps our republic strong. Of course, abiding by the Constitution's commitment to freedom of speech means all of us encounter ideas we consider unattractive, misguided, or even hurtful. But tolerance, not coercion, is our nation's answer." So I'm like, that's this is fantastic. It's like, okay, you give people the rights and the freedoms to be able to. Again, we're talking about an artistic space. We're talking about a creative space. This isn't a you know a fundamental space of like you know food or clothing or housing or whatever it may be. It's like, hey, you have the right to make these kinds of decisions. Now we're seeing a good ruling coming out of. America here in this regard of religious freedom and liberty. But in Finland, we're seeing something quite different. Now, a Christian MP in Finland, her name is Pavi, Pavi Razanen, which is the best way I can pronounce it. You know, Finnish is like one of the most difficult languages to speak and to learn. And and even though they use like Roman letters, it's it's pretty wild. But yeah, Pavi Razanen, uh, she's a former interior minister uh, and Christian Democrat in Finland, and she was brought to court in 2019. Uh, She was essentially sued by the state prosecutor in Finland um, for, in, like, sharing hate speech. And uh, if I've got the... I can find the, the name. Yeah, she was charged with hate speech and, uh, and agitation against minorities. The reason she was charged over this is that she posted on her post, personal social media. So she's a Christian, she goes to church, and she was unhappy that her church was running an LGBT parade. She was like, why? Wait, wait, a church was a running? A church? was running and participating in an LGBT parade and she was like she wrote on Facebook why is my church doing this and shared some bible verses
1: I remember following this this was back last year yeah now she was sued by the state prosecutor they
0: brought her to the you know the court and the court actually acquitted her they, like they dropped it they were like nah, man like this you know there's no case here uh, but then it was appealed again by the state prosecutor and she is going to be Again, in front of the court in August, coming up very soon. Um, in her own testimony about this, she's like, I've been inter- interrogated on several occasions, totaling over 13 hours in a police station. I've been cross-examined and put on trial for two days at a district court, all because I exercised my right to freedom of speech. Wow. Um, they're calling this, well, she is calling this, the media is dubbing, dubbing this the Bible trial, literally, because what she is being charged with is sharing Bible verses. This is a very Israel Lao Yes, yes. But the interesting thing about this particular case is that this is not over-employment. This is like a criminal case where she has
1: committed... So just living life. She
0: has committed a criminal, like a, a civil crime. Wow. And, and for, for sharing something. And they like, again, this isn't about losing her job as an MP. This isn't about that kind of thing. Uh, this is about, hey, you... This is a criminal case in which she... You know, will potentially be criminally prosecuted if uh, if it doesn't go in favor of her. So definitely something to pray for. But we're seeing this pop up more and more across the world. People sharing their and in the Western world as well, in in developed first world countries, people sharing Bible verses on Twitter and facebook and as a result being brought before courts and judges now we know the bible was very clear jesus promises that when we end up in these situations he will be with us his spirit will be guiding us and he will give us the words to say so i think that hey no matter what outcome happens from this uh definitely need to pray for pavy riverson and uh yeah i think jesus will be represented you're listening to the breakfast Joe podcast on faith fm positively different we are going to have our
1: next quiz. Alright, here we go. The question is this. What instrument did David play to calm King Saul? Yeah, absolutely.
0: What instrument did David play to calm King Saul? If you
1: think you know the answer, you can text it through to 0491 and go in the running to win our prize of the week, risen by Clifford Goldstein, which we're drawing later today. So that's this right. is your last chance to get in. Eight
0: forty-five today, we're drawing it. Just send anything in. Send in French horn. We just, 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 guys, this is your last shot, your last opportunity. It's not the French horn, by the way. We're giving away a lot of clues. four six six nine. We've now come to the part of our show where we have an interview, and we've got on the phone Tony Benjamin from Voice of the Martyrs. Tony, are you there with us?
2: Yes. Good morning to you guys. Good to talk to you again. Good morning.
0: Absolutely, we are super stoked to have you with us and to give us another update on what is happening in the world in regards to Christian persecution and how pe- those people are being supported and the stories that are coming out from that. So, the question is, where are we
2: starting? Well, we can start. Um, we can start with North Korea, if you like.
0: Oh yes, I. I North Korea is like one of my personal interests in checking in to see what is happening there in that space because it is it is just like it, it is dystopian it is uh, it, we we don't see really a situation like that in the modern day it's unpredictable. pretty much, pretty much anywhere else like such yes. isolation and such authoritarianism it's yes. wild
2: yes it is it certainly is and you know something um when when people think of north korea they think okay um There's this um, hermit kingdom and so on and so on and so on. But Mm. our team that work um, and support North Korean Christians go as far as Myanmar to work with them there. Now, you would never think Myanmar. You would think, how would they get there? But they would escape from North Korea and then uh, travel through China and then go into places like Myanmar And so on. And um, a big part of the work that we do is actually in Russia, where the North Korean government sends um, their citizens to work, and they work for the state. Most of their money comes back and funds Mm. whatever activities Kim Jong-un does there. So these guys work in places like Vladivostok in Russia and so on, Mm. and they work in the timber mills. Uh, in places where the Russians won 't work because it 's so cold, obviously and um one of the the recent stories we got from our team there were they had known about these um groups of North Koreans in Vladivostok, and they wanted to try to connect with them because they 're very insular because with their with their group that work in these timber balls. They always have a mind, a government mind to make sure that these guys don't step out of line. Mm. So our team thought, look, if they would, you know, like they're working there and they're working in squalid conditions. They don't have gloves. They don't have jackets. You know, they're just working with the basics. So they took them some gloves and that. And um, these guys actually, you know, turned up there and gave them the gloves and thought that would be a way just to try to connect with them. And when they did that, these guys took the gloves, put it in a heap, and set the gloves on fire and said, why are you guys doing that? These gloves can help you. Mm. Well, Kim Jong-un gives us everything we need. We don't need anything from anybody else. Wow. That was the message they got. So that the indoctrination mm. is so fierce and the propaganda is so real that these guys would die for Kim Jong-un, Ooh. you know. So, yeah, quite interesting. And, you know, we would think they don't have a religion, there, but they do because Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-sun, the, the father and the grandfather, their religion that they started was actually based on Christianity. Uh-huh. So when they, they have a book which they use, and the translation that, that Voice of the Martyrs uses to reach um, North Koreans in North Korea is actually a real translation that the North Koreans did for their people to show to the world that they have religious freedom there. Mm. That has since been banned. We've obtained copies of it, obviously, and that has been used for years and years and years so that. Kim Jong Un cannot say now that now hang on we're sending propaganda into North Korea because it's their very own book that they printed and that uh, the the Bible that they translated many years ago in the 50s that we're actually sending back into North Korea today. Wow! So quite a unique scenario, but their religion is the 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 um king family mm-hmm. and we like it's a religion of self of self-reliance and that is what they bow to so they gather weekly much as we gather weekly but it's to pay homage to the king family wow
1: that
0: that is what like I am just immediately you know it, it's uh, it ro- very Roman in a sense you know the the totally. the cult of you know um, uh, authority yeah. worship and whatnot that's that's incredible and so they're they're gathering together doing this now as you said there was rejection from these mm. workers in Russia they're like oh we don't need gloves and whatnot you know mm. Kim jong-un provides us everything we could possibly need uh, mm. are these people who are in this place where you know they live and die by the words of Kim jong-un and and they're worshiping him what has been the experience of the missionaries working there in terms of reaching them, have they been open to receive the gospel?
2: Well, you have to remember that short answer, yes. But how? That's what I will explain. Mm. The The dialect that's spoken in North Korea is different to what's spoken in South Korea. So mm. often they would use um, North Korean defectors or people or South Koreans that are familiar with the North Korean dialect yes. to to reach them. Mm. That's how they would often do it because they would then understand But obviously still very, very dangerous. You need to be careful because most people like we find in places like China uh, and we find in Australia when people arc up about – you know, in Xi then they, their families, you know, sort of bear the brunt of it in China. Mm. Much the same as in North Korea, the families normally suffer when these people get found out that they trying to evangelize or trying to indoctrinate, as wow. they would call them. Their families normally cop the brunt of it. So North Korean defectors are very vigilant. Uh, Christians that we work with are very vigilant in wanting to share the gospel. And when, when I look at our work in, in uh, North Korea, um, Voice of the Martyrs have had at least 36 of their staff martyred over the last 15 years. And wow. many of these are people that have come into our team that had started at its, as defectors. Uh, got to the South on their own, joined our ministry, studied within our ministry in our underground university we have Mm. for North Koreans, and then choose to go back into North Korea to evangelize. So a very sad statistic for us, but the reality nonetheless. But such is the commitment of these people to want to ensure that others um, get enlightened by the gospel, um, they make that commitment, here. Yeah.
1: Man, you know, that's that's sad, but it's simultaneously inspiring to listen to. You know, I think of the text of Scripture where Jesus said, no greater love has one than to lay down one's life for his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and you see these these missionaries um, going back and laying down their lives uh, for Christ and his cause. It's tragic, but it's inspiring as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a here's a lesson for us in Australia. Um, the 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 propaganda surrounding North and South Korea is so is at such a level that South Korea has now um, banned anybody from sending anything via balloon weather balloon into North Korea. Oh now, wow! South Korea has had a lot of. Uh, uh, throughout the years, they've always sent uh, political propaganda and people have said all kinds of things. But we are sending a copy of God's word across mm. to them. So we've also been put into that same basket now where they say you can't do it. But the pressure from the North Koreans on the South Koreans and the South Koreans, which is a democracy wanting to please North Korea they've actually put pressure on voice of the martyrs and they've arrested our CEO before and he's been wow. questioned and they're saying he's a Western spy and all these things. Wow. And In you know, South Korea? In South Korea. In yeah. South Korea. Until today, that case has not been resolved. So we're always on tender <laughs> hooks and we're limited in what we can say about our activities into North Korea from our
0: base in South Korea. I am thoroughly shocked by that. You know, my perspective has been that, oh, wait, I, I thought South Korea as a country was Western sympathizing, and now they're arresting people for, for being Western spies, for trying to share the gospel into North Korea, which, again, South Korea again, having a huge Protestant movement there. That, I, yep. I, I would have never, ever expected that.
2: Well, just a bit of current news. The uh, Chinese are trying to put warrants out on people that are sympathetic to uh, mm-hmm. democracy in Hong Kong. We, we just heard that on the news yesterday, mm. and so on and so on. So the propaganda machine is active right on our doorstep here, too.
0: Wow. But even e- like even that, like, okay, yeah, I expect it from China. I have many Chinese friends, and um, and it's like, you know, th- that's, that's the news that we hear. But, wow, in South yeah. Korea, just... Just yeah. wouldn't expect it. Oh, that's incredible. I yep, guess that's the me, reality of it. <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, you know, we've got a couple minutes left left. What is else is happening in the space of, of your guys' work around the world?
2: Man, there's a lot of we have a lot of challenges in Manipur in India, as you would have read in the media. Yes, and seen.
0: yes, we've been covering and it the last couple of weeks. Yeah,
2: that situation is mired between Christian persecution and political advantage mm. or maneuvering, mm. and and it really saddened us that um, when uh, Prime Minister Modi came here, it, you know, the Australian government was like, hey, yeah, yeah, and they mm. had a stadium full of people. But yet Christians are being murdered and killed over there and they're just glossing over it. And it's the very
1: yeah.
2: political party that he leads that are the agitators of this, you know. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's a sad reality of what's going on. There's also the, the slaughter of Christians in Uganda that happened recently. So, you know, within the space of Christian persecution, the message for me would be constant, Pray for persecuted believers and for those who are willing to sigh and die for the gospel and those who are just caught up in all of this also, you know, un- unwillingly caught up in it. It's uh, quite a tragedy. And, you know, uh, 15 years ago, we worked in um, about 48 countries. Now we're saying 68. It's soon to be 70. And this just marches on. And the world just seems, well, I can't say oblivious to it, but um, the plight of persecuted Christians globally is an, is on the increase. And we do say that Christianity, in its broadest sense, is the most persecuted faith in the world, which is proving to be more than true nowadays. Yeah.
0: Wow. wow. Incredible.
2: Can I leave you with something? We have a... a amazing event online it's a free event it's a mm-hmm. hearts of fire event of uh women that have suffered persecution if anybody's interested go on to our website vom.com.au you can register it's free um and it's a wonderful event it's happening on the 15th of july mm-hmm. um if your listeners would like to register they can go there it's a wonderful thing don't miss it
0: yeah, of course. And for our listeners as well, if you need that information, you can give us a text at 491 and we will get you, yeah, send you a text through with time, place, and what is going on as well. Tony, thank you so much for joining us this morning and giving us an update on persecution around the world. We're going to continue on with the show.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.